Hey, Kidlit TV radio listeners, today I'm chatting with Earl Weinman, who is on the Executive Committee of the National Education Association. Hi, Earl. Welcome to Kidlit Radio. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, so glad to have you. Um, could you share some info about the NEA? It's a National Education Association. Sure. Um, the National Education Association, um, the NEA, we represent three million school employees. Um, we, we, we actually, in our work, we talk about educators because we try to be inclusive not only of teachers, but we also want to bring about an understanding of how important educational support professionals are. So whether it's bus drivers or cafeteria workers or school secretaries, we want to make sure that people understand how important it is that all of our educators are um, are honored um, and that their voice is heard in the school. Oh, that's lovely. And then the other part about the NEA is um, we we really believe that every student in America in America should have access to a great public school. Mm -hmm. So regardless of a child's zip code, um, we want to make sure that that child is receiving the best possible education um, in a public school and are very um, interested in issues around equity for students, um, but we're also, of course, very interested in resources that schools have to be that really great place for children to learn. I agree. One of the reasons we started um, Kidlet TV was um, um, teachers were telling us that it's difficult and um, right. they're spending their own money. We're a free resource and so um, you know, we really appreciate that, uh, what teachers are going through. So um, we're hoping to help in our small way. So let me continue. Can you tell us what parents might not realize the NEA is doing to help children? I, I think what perhaps parents should realize is, and we actually partner um, on the national level and with in a lot of states with parent organizations because we find that our visions um, um, and what we want to do are, are very, very similar, if not interchangeable. So what we're really trying to make sure of, uh, one of the things that we are really working for is for, children, for schools to be um, well-funded and have what we've been talking about, the kind of supports that um, students and teachers need to help students be successful. So, for example, um, in many instances now where we're either bargaining contracts or where we are, are trying to influence school board policy, we're talking about things that are really important to us but important to parents as well. So we, we know that we want curriculums to be developmentally appropriate. We know that children need to play every day and they need to have access to recess and, and time where they can actually play. We, we know that children need to immerse themselves in art and music and, and literature and not be strictly um, bound by what's in a set curriculum of only what can be tested by a multiple choice test. We think our work with 
education support professionals is so important because we know that the bus driver is the first person that sees that child in the morning. We know that the, that the people that work in the cafeteria are going to make sure they get a nutritious meal. And in many instances, unfortunately, the lunch is going to be the last meal that some of our children get in our schools. So, so we're very focused um, on member on member rights, quite frankly, uh, and making sure that the voice of teachers and educational support professionals are heard in the management of the school. But but we're really looking at this from a a whole child perspective. We want we want the whole child to be developed. We want the whole child to grow. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand um, about NEA and, and its state affiliates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to talk specifically about um, some programs that um, you're doing, like the Read Across America campaign? Or? Sure. Yeah. Um, we're, we're actually doing a lot of things around this. Like I said, we're partnering with national organizations. We actually have um, a grant fund called Great Public Schools where um, teachers um, and local associations of teachers and ESP members can actually apply for funding to do innovation around um, curriculum, um, around doing what's best for children, and around finding new ways to assess students uh, rather than a multiple choice test. So we have lots of programs um, going on where we're working with states and locals to improve um, schools and schooling. Um, but of course, our most, I guess our most famous <laughs> or popular even with our members is our Read Across America. Um, we actually highlight, take, take Dr. Seuss's birthday to um, highlight um, uh, reading and to highlight how important for parents, how important it is that they read to their children and that children have time to read at home, uh, but also just to, to talk about how if we want children to read, then we need to give them time to read. We need to give them access to really great literature. Um, we need to make sure that, that they have books, quite frankly, that look like them. So we, we want to make sure that the cultural diversity piece of books um, so, like, one of my favorite books in the whole world is Amazing Grace mm -hmm. and um, by Mary Hoffman. And it's, it's like, you know, this little girl learns that she can be anything that she wants to be regardless and that nothing should be able um, to hold her back. But we really want to celebrate that around Read Across America. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that my, um, my claim to fame within the NEA um, was when I was a school principal and I challenged the students in our school to read 10,000 books uh, and I, I told them that if they did that, that I would eat um, three earthworms. Oh no, you did so, not. So um, we actually, they actually met that challenge. Oh, wow. Um, our librarian's brother was a chef, and he came and prepared them. And it turned into this wonderful um, school event because the sheriff dressed up in his uniform, his dress uniform, to make sure that I ate them and to guard the worms. And um, so it was, it was really an amazing thing for students because... 
not only had they had a sense of accomplishment, but they understood that all those people there from the community were really proud of them um, for what they had done. So uh, recently, um, during Read Across America, I was in Atlanta at the Children's Museum. Um, we had pre-K and kindergarten classes come uh, not only to visit the Children's Museum, but we read Green Eggs and Ham. We have, we have Cat in the Hat that comes to visit. And um, we have to be very careful that no one sees the cat without its head. But, um, but we, we, we really try to spark that interest and imagination um, in reading. Um, last year, I did Read Across America in a small town in, in Louisiana. And those kids were just great to work with. Our president has been at the New York um, Library. Um, we've, we've read books on aircraft carriers. So just kind of whatever it takes for us to do to get people's imagination stirred up. Um, we're doing that around Read Across America. And then a lot of, most of our state affiliates and local associations of educators are, are doing things around that day um, as well. So it's really a pretty great event and, and we have the red and white hats that we think are pretty signature to the event and help people understand um, what we're doing. So we're, we're doing a lot, I think, around improving schools, around helping children learn and have the resources that they need. Um, and then just the fun part of it is, is the Read Across America event. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll encourage our listeners to uh, jump on the website, your NEA website. It's NEA.org to right. check out some of the resources you have for Read Across America. Folks get, can get involved locally um, right. through what that's a, it says a local NEA association, library, bookstores, local chapter of your right. partner organizations. Um, so there's lots going on in, in, in their communities, right? So, Right. Excellent. That's cool. Um, and um, how did you come to be involved with the NEA? Well, um, a long time ago, <laughs> um, I was a student member um, at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, and knew that I wanted to um, be a teacher, um, and I began my involvement in, in NEA as a student member. Um, and then went on to be um, a local uh, a local president. Um, I was the state president of the of our affiliate in Tennessee, and then now am on um, the executive committee. So I've I've had a lot of different association experiences, but I think what continues to drive me um, in all of that. And actually, my colleagues on the executive committee make sense of me, make make fun of me, <laughs> because when I start to say this, they always can finish it for me, because I will, I will, I am very fond of saying that when you see a turtle on a fence post, um, you know he didn't get there by himself. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of my involvement in NEA, um, a lot of my beliefs as a as a teacher. Um, have been that I didn't get to the, to the good place that I am in my life without the help of others, and it becomes very important for me to repay that. 
Um, it makes it very important for me to be able to, to help others um, come along after me. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what, that is what my involvement um, has, I think, has been built around is the desire to want to know, want other people to see them come along as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Can you tell us how teachers have influenced your life? So, yes, I can do that. <laughs> um, at, and I'll tell you just some initial experiences. Um, of course, I am 60. So um, I went, there were no public kindergartens. So I went to, I went to a private kindergarten in a public school. And it was a year-long program. And at Christmas, um, the teacher told my mother that I had learned everything that there was to learn and that I didn't need to come back after Christmas. So um, I didn't get to go back. I'm not real sure what that was about. <laughs> but that's kind of my first experience. But I remember my kindergarten experience as being this... Um, wonderful time of being able to play with other children, of being able to be in the rhythm band and have the triangle and the symbols and all of those kinds of things and, um, and being read to just not once a day for 15 minutes, but just over the course of that half day, being being read to, being able to draw and paint and all of those kinds of things. Um, so it kind of pained me as a teacher when I felt like we were moving in, in the direction of developmentally inappropriate um, curriculum. Mm -hmm. but, but my first experiences around kindergarten and early childhood were all those things that are so important for the whole child. Um, and so I, I just kind of overall have that feeling. Um, I, I had a, uh, but when I got to second grade, um, I could not read. Mm -hmm. I could not read. I, I guess I could not read very well at all. And, and my second grade teacher, I went to her home every day after school and read with her. And um, she would give me a penny for, now this was 19, 1962, but she would give me a penny for every word I read correctly. And I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> so by Christmas of the second grade, I think I was probably reading at a much higher level than most second graders. And that just immediately propelled me uh, into my own world of, of reading and literature and being able to read a book and forget where I actually was physically mm. and just kind of was taken into that world uh, of what I was reading about and um, was always able to to really create what I was reading um, around me. So if it hadn't been for Ruth Warsham in second grade, um, I don't think that ever would have happened. Um, and I actually had an opportunity to thank her about um, 
about a year before she passed away. And that was very meaningful to me. Um, I also had another wonderful teacher in actually 11th grade who really got me excited about um, adult literature um, around um, not only not only reading and literature but about expressing myself um, through writing and um, just you know Mrs. Ford was just pretty phenomenal um, when it came to that so really good experiences growing up in my life um, with with teachers um, as a teacher and as a librarian um, I think there are some favorite things that that I remember. Um, I, I, I remember I always taught and worked in high poverty um, schools and um, really we really understood the necessity to provide a lot of experiences for children. So when I was the librarian, we had um, we kind of did something every month with every week with a letter. So for the letter H, we brought a horse into the school and we had to bring him into the gym because it was raining outside. And oh my you can imagine kind of what that and oh. the parents would call me and they would say, I'm going to spank such and such because they're lying to me because they said there was a horse in the school. Oh, no, no, no. There was a horse in the school. No, no, no. Um, but But I will tell you what tickles me the most about it is now I have um, uh, grown adults who come to me and say, uh, Mr. Wyman, Mr. Wyman, do you remember when we made green eggs? Or Mr. Wyman, Mr. Wyman, do you remember when, you know, we did this? And, And they're generally activities that grew out of an experience of reading together or sharing a book and they want to recreate those experiences for their own children and that's that's probably the most um, rewarding um, thing for me is to know that not only did I help students have a love for reading but because of that they're reading to their children and their grandchildren and I just I just think that's such a powerful example of how educators change the lives um, of students for the better. Oh, that's a beautiful thought to close on. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Oh, you're bringing back all these memories of my favorite teachers. It's (laughs) Mrs. Brake and Mrs. Cole and Mr. Gerber. I mean, my goodness, yeah. I don't know if teachers realize just how big an influence they are on the little ones in their lives, you know. Um, I'm sure they do. And a teacher's words can just, like, uh, make or break you, right? Right. Right? So um, do you have anything to add? Um, so you need to ask me what my favorite book was as a child. Please, I will do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Mr. Weinman. Uh-huh. <laughs> What was your favorite book as a child? <laughs> I think I think it was Mike Mulligan and his Steam Shovel. Was it? Really? Um, and and awesome. I think I, I, actually I was I was talking with someone else about this this morning, mm-hmm. and I think it fascinated me that I don't know that I thought about it in these words when mm-hmm. I was when my and I know my mother probably 
Well, my mother did. My mother, I did ask my mother two or three weeks ago. She can actually recite the book page Duh. for page because she read it to me so often. Exactly. I like, oh. <laughs> but I think it just fascinated me about repurposing. Mm. About you know, mm -hmm. you you there's you always have a purpose. Mm -hmm. It may not be your original purpose, <laughs> mm -hmm. but if you if you read the book, you'll understand what I mean. So yes. I can't tell you about the book, but yes, yes, yes. But but it does. It it helps. It just I think really played out for me in a very powerful way as a child. That you know you you can always have a purpose. But you need to keep looking for your purpose because it's going to change as you go through life. Oh, isn't that the truth? That is the truth. So. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for that. That's so wonderful. Um, the NEA website is an amazingly uh, helpful resource for parents, too. You're also on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. The Pinterest boards are beautiful and a great resource for teachers. Um, I saw some uh, things there we're going to share and repin, um, if you don't mind. And, uh, and you're also on Facebook. Um, right. So um, I want to encourage our listeners to reach out to the NEA and check out your website. And um, National Teacher Day is May 3rd. And National Teacher Appreciation Week is May 2nd through mm -hmm. 6th this year. Right, right. What, what are you going to be doing? <laughs> well, May 3rd is actually my birthday. <gasps> happy birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> right. that's a good thing. But I, I, would, I would encourage, and you know, the thing about it is we, we I don't think we realize um, how much teachers and educational support professionals just realize just just how much it means to have just a spoken thank you. Mm. Um, it's it could be about writing a note. Um, it could be about just going to out to the bus in the morning and saying to the bus driver, "Thank you for being here every morning. I really appreciate you." It could be sending a note to your child's teacher on a post-it note from the desk that just says. Thank you for helping my child every day. So I don't. I, I just would encourage your listeners um, during that week to take a moment to not only honor the work of teachers, but all of the people um, that work in the school, including the principal. <laughs> um, so I will be actually. Um, I I will be with my family on May the third. But I always try that week to to pick out two or three teachers that have made an influence on me and just give them a call or send them a card. So even as adults, I think we need to think back on the people that really led us in a positive direction and were there for us um, perhaps sometimes um, when others weren't and just honoring them and just saying thank you or writing a, a brief thank you note or a card. Oh, Earl, that's lovely. I You have, like, inspired me. I'm going to do that this year. Um, I've been thinking about my teachers, and especially my music teacher. She's the reason I went into music engineering technology and, mm -hmm. and, and mixed music. And then um, and then uh, I just um, love storytelling, too, and, and songs and lyrics are stories, right? So um, I just, you know. And have you ever told her that? 
Not she knows. Okay, then you you need to get off this call right now and let that let that person know it. I'm gonna go look her up now. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up. This is so inspiring. Thank you. I'm gonna encourage all of our listeners to 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 go thank their teachers, and thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, chatting with me today. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome.